We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, hopefully you haven't entered the transfer portal like everyone else. Hopefully you're just uh, just excited about what's going on uh, with all the craziness in college football right now. But tonight I am here to talk with my good friend James, who runs the Sidelines uh, Sports Network Twitter account for USF. And we're, we're going to be talking about uh, the Bulls and their new coaching hire. And uh, James, thanks for coming on. No problem, Bobby. I appreciate for uh, inviting me back on for the second time. I must have did okay the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved the last time. I, I loved hearing the story of just the start of the program. I mean, to think that it's starting in a in a trailer and just what it's turned into is just an that's just an amazing story. Humble beginnings and then yeah, still still growing. Yes. Um, yep. For sure. Kind of kind of crazy, <laughs> like you know, from the trailer and now. Directly across the street, there's a you know a 22 million dollar indoor practice facility um, that uh, that they just finished. So, um, but just gotta 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 get the wind back on the table. <laughs> and she is a beauty. <laughs> yeah, I, I see, every picture I see, I, I'm I, every time I see it or pictures, I'm impressed. Like, man, man, actually built that built a nice facility there. It looks you know. Alabama quality that they right. do, so it, it looks very nice. Um, and uh, I hope whatever groundbreaking that they do, I hope you know they, they, they invite a bunch of people and, and you know we get to check it out. They, they said that you know in future they they're gonna have like uh, watch parties there and stuff like that. So um, kind of multi-use, not just for uh, football. And uh, once uh, women's lacrosse starts up, they, they can practice in there, and a bunch of teams can train in there. So multi-use facility for sure that's awesome i've noticed your women's lacrosse coach uh, talking about her is very active on twitter seems seems like she she does a very good job just from what i've seen from the twitter standpoint yeah she is she is she's she's uh definitely engaged um with the fan base um and uh for sure she's she's uh she i mean i think by the time the season rolls around she, she got her first signing class and uh, people are gonna they're gonna feel like they already know her and they're gonna be invested to, to get some season tickets and um, uh, go out to Corbett Stadium and, and, and check them out and uh, I guess the, f- the first uh, couple season they're gonna play at Corbett Stadium with, with the men's and women's soccer play and then I guess there's talk once the uh, on-campus stadium is finished they're, they're gonna play there so um, very cool for that for sure that's awesome Speaking of the on-campus stadium, where where are where are we in the process with that? So I guess um, they've um, pitched uh, they picked their design firm, um, and every uh, you probably notice it every time people people are talking. Well, I want renderings, renderings, renderings. Right. <laughs> um, 
and I guess it, you know, that's still a process. But everything, um, you know, that 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 has been said, published, announced by Michael Kelly, um, you know, everything's on track. Um, everything's on pace for opening for 2026. Um, that is the goal. Um, and I, I mean, what a what, what a crazy, you know, I I've been watching the team. Man, my, my 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 brother attended USF many many years ago when when they first started in 1997 in Old Campus Stadium. I attended games there, uh, watching USF, and then moved to Ray J. Um, and you know, we talked before um, when when USF packs Ray J. You know, it's 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 a it's a great environment for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with um, just you know past you know how it's been going. It's 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 a huge stadium, and, and when you're only getting you know twenty five thirty thousand people, it's it's not that environment. But right um, to to get to get the alumni back on campus on game days, um, just a totally different experience. So um, exciting for that, and um, I think it's uh, right now it's they're saying you know thirty to thirty five thousand seats, with, you know, chance to expand for sure. But um, that that number. You know, I don't think anything over thirty-five thousand. Um, some, some, you know, some people would disagree. I honestly put it at put it at thirty thousand and sell the place out all the time and right. create a demand for this for, for seats and, and for season ticket holders um, for a little while for sure, and then you know, expand later. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to tailgate on campus and uh, just that you know true college game day experience. Right, right. I, I was going to ask you about what you thought the sweet spot for that capacity would be. I was thinking 30 to 35 myself. So to hear you say that, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to start off with and then grow from there. I, I think so. The, I, I, like I was saying, the, the 30,000 to start off with, I'm, I, you know, create that environment, a packed house uh, for those, you know, six or seven Saturdays. Um, and, and then create the demand for season tickets um for, for sure i think I, I i i didn't i'm trying to think of the numbers this year but usually usf hovers around like twenty thousand season ticket members fluctuates etc um uh, when florida came in last year it, it was higher because it was cheaper to buy a season ticket pass and to buy one ticket to the florida game that's crazy um <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it hovers around that twenty thousand range. So, I mean, if you that's going to uptick with with the new stadium. So, um, save you know, uh, you know, eight to ten thousand seats for students. So just pack the place out. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for. It. I can't wait. <laughs> did Did they go with the company who built Colorado State Stadium? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, um, I can't think. Why can't I think of the name now? Um, that design firm. Um, I I don't it know it myself, but I just know that that stadium is it's a beautiful stadium and it's perfect for what they have. I mean, I, so just just thinking about <clears throat> how it would how they would be able to relate it to South Florida and that community and that that institution and the way they'd be able to build it, I, I think that, that that they would do a great job. Yeah, and and I guess. Um, uh, part of that, um, they, uh, a certain, 
with um, certain builders and, and uh, different parts that they want to hold uh, a certain percentage for companies in the Tampa Bay area um, and then certain percentage for minority owned businesses uh, they want to hold that back to have certain uh, percentage for them to, to take part so um, they're trying to kind of cool facet of, of the stadium to kind of keep it, you know, Tampa-related, some Tampa companies um, working on it and things like that, which I thought was kind of cool. That's cool. I mean, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, and, and, and um, you know, take, take um, uh, you know, a little bit from all, all the other states. It, it was it Populous um, was the design firm. Um, Barton Marlowe and then Populous, I couldn't remember it. So, um uh, they got to, you know, um, well, my train is not when I was trying to think of the design firm, but, um, it is cool that they, that, that they're going to save some of that, uh, that, um, you know, for minority owned businesses and Tampa Bay companies to, to work on the stadium. So, um, but 2026, I, I can't get here soon enough that uh, I'm ready to, uh, we, I have an RV, so. When I've been to like other on-campus stadiums, you know they they, they get their RV on, on right. Friday night. Yep. They they you know they stay on campus. So I'm I'm ready for that aspect of it, um, uh, for that experience. It'll be a whole new thing for you when it comes to the experience. <laughs> right. It'll be um, uh, you know, like a, a whole new a whole new game day. Um, and uh, you know some of the uh, away games that um. I, I take my son to or whatnot, and um, you know he has lots of questions. Why you know why the cars on campus and all that stuff? So it'll be it'll be cool for him to get to experience that part of the college aspect of of, uh, of a football game for sure. Right, right. And you said twenty twenty six, and in my neck of the woods here, that's when Northwestern is supposed to be uh, opening their new stadium too. So it's a uh, be a a big year for new stadiums, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, and that that thing is. Uh, I saw some some renderings of that. Um, it's gonna be beautiful, <laughs> right? Especially what they have now. That uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough now. <laughs> yeah, I've been there a couple um, times. That is a rough spot to watch a football game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, even that, um, I, I guess it's their whole football kind of center and and indoor facility that they built right on. Uh, on the on the on Lake on the Michigan, water there. yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, it is. It's it's an amazing thing. It makes you wonder how they went one and eleven. Yeah, but it, it could be. I mean, maybe the, maybe the academic standards. I'm sure it's, are it's tough. <laughs> tough. <laughs> I I would not be accepted there. <laughs> <laughs> well, USF is no slouch with that either. We talked about that before. I mean, that that's a they they they're doing a real good job when it comes to that themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it it's got its uh, nickname, the um, Harvard on the Hillsboro, for uh, <laughs> for a reason, for sure. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't, I know what you talked about before, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if my high school grades will get into USF nowadays. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's hurt us in the past too, where um, certain recruits didn't that that we needed get in. Um, didn't get in. Yeah. But, um, always, always, always an issue, but, um, yeah, hopefully they can <laughs> limit more of that so we can get some players in and, and 
turn this thing around for sure. Right. And that's a perfect way for us to segue into turning it around and the, the new head man who gets to do it. Um, Alex Golish from uh, offensive coordinator from Tennessee was just named uh, the offensive coordinator of the year by 24 seven sports. So, I mean, he obviously comes in with uh, a lot of accolades. I mean, he's done some <clears throat> pretty amazing things as his time as an offensive coordinator. I mean, you look at Tennessee this year and I mean, I know Josh, Heupel has a lot to do with that too, but I mean that offense that Tennessee has this year is pretty special. So if 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 the offense can look anything like that in year one, anything remotely close to that, that's a win in itself. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, we talked a little bit when he, when he, he was hired, um, and then you know my initial, I think I think a lot of fans' initial reaction was. You know, to be hire, you know, Jeff Scott again, um, mm-hmm. is it the right fit? Um, I think a lot of fans wanted uh, someone with uh, head coaching experience. They, you know, they didn't want to take the risk on another coordinator. Um, but a couple things, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was a skeptic. But a couple things, um, Coach uh, Golish here has, has done. Um, is he's not coaching um, with Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, so I know I know that's a you know tough decision, but um, you know he said there's a lot of work to be done here. We're one and eleven for a reason, mm-hmm. so um, you know waiting and, and going back to, to coach with Tennessee and, and trying to be two places at once with the transfer portal and, and trying to handle all that, you know. Jeff Scott did it, 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 you know, it, I don't know if it worked. I should say it inverted. It didn't really work out. But um, I, I'm glad that that was the first thing that I was most interested in, to be honest right, with you. So right. what I, he got hired. What is he going to do? Is he going to try to be at two places at once, or is he going to go all in with USF? And I'm glad, um, you know, he said that. So for sure, that was, that was my number one thing um, that kind of – you know, hey, okay, all right, I'm glad he did that. And then, um, you know, Michael Kelly talked a, a lot of things. He's, you know, like you said, offensive coordinator of the year, 247 there. Um, assistant coach of the year nominee. Um, I guess they gave it to, uh, I saw it today, it was announced to, to uh, Garrett Riley at yeah, TCU. But yep. still, finalist. Um, that's pretty big. Um, and then, uh, uh he hired a um, uh, former Kevin Patrick was announced a uh, former defensive line coach at USF under Jim Levitt. Uh, great recruiter knows the state of Florida. Um, you know he played college football at the University of Miami. Um, kids love him. Um, he brought some tremendous talent here to USF along the defensive line. Um, so you know so far. Uh, he's swaying me so so far so so good for me um uh, so yeah I, I think that defensive line hire is as we were kind of talking beforehand I think that's absolutely huge like you said I mean he's brought in some some NFL talent over the years and we, we I mean we all know that there's talent in in that just in that Tampa area alone <clears throat> so Yet those guys, I mean, it, it could be special again. 
Yeah. And, and I posted a lot, and some, some people you know, they'll reply, I don't care where the talent comes from. I just want to win. And I get that. And, I, I, you know, everyone wants to win. But I think there's a different feeling with the program and a different feeling just overall when there's complete buy-in. When you're getting kids from from the five counties, I always say their area codes, but the five counties around us, um, you know, Hillsborough, Pasco, Pinellas, uh, Polk, and uh, Sarasota counties, they're just a different feeling when you get the buy-in from those high school kids that they want to come here, they want to play for USF, they want to play for the hometown team. I think it's just a different feeling. Um, and... Uh, he mentioned, uh, Coach Golis, he, he, meant, he talked about that. He talked about uh, Hillsborough County and Pinellas County pretty much being the two most talent-rich counties in the country for high school football. And and literally, you can, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it because roads are kind of dangerous around here, but you can literally ride your bike to some of the best high school talent from USF around this place. That's how close it is. Mm-hmm. And I just think it just brings a different aura to the team when, when you've got home counts kids representing your university and, and putting it online for the school. I think it's a different aspect. I couldn't agree more. I think it's such a huge deal for any institution, really. I mean, unless you're one of the national brands, of course, but mm-hmm. I, I think <clears throat> like I, I go back, I'm from Flint, Michigan. So whenever I see somebody from Flint, whether it's playing football or basketball, I cheer for that guy, no matter what team he's on, I'm cheering for him. And I, I it's got to be the same thing for for that area, too. I mean, I'm not from that area, and I know how great those counties are at football. I mean, yes, I'm a little more obsessed with football than most people. But at the same time, I mean, there's there's not very many institutions out there that could literally drive an hour in any direction. Well, you couldn't, you couldn't go west tampa obviously but you know what i mean you can you you can go in the three other directions an hour away and you are going to find some amazing talent yeah and and, and the crazy thing is when i talk about you know these counties around i'm, I'm not i i you gotta have realistic expectations you're not getting the four and five star kids those they're, they're going to florida state right. florida miami i'm not talking about those but this this place is littered with 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 high quality three star talent. That if we just create that buzz, they're not going to go to you know a, a lower P five school and and you know go out into some cold place that they're not used to. They're going to be more willing to stay home and and you know play for the hometown team when when there's a buzz and, and you know obviously uh, you know schedule. Um, you know, teams that we can bring in here, you bring in quality opponents, um, national TV, um, and a chance for playing time, um, play in front of, you know, your, your high school team, your, your family, your, your friends all can go to the game. So, um, it, it's just, uh, it, it, he, he, he talked about it in his press conference. Uh, I've, I've heard the talk a million times from, from, from coaches. I heard it from Jeff Scott all the time. And, you know, it just didn't. It didn't. Didn't happen. Um, I heard it from for Charlie Strong, and and you know, he just. It seemed like he just got lazy at the end of his career on, on recruiting, yeah. and he kind of delegated the roles so much. But um, I've heard it before. 
Um, that's why, you know, I, I, I talked about it earlier. I, I've been a fan for, 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 you know, since day one. Um, my brother brought me into it. Um, he attended school here before there was even football, but, um, you know, I, you're, you're just skeptical at this point because you've heard it so many times and, you know, this is what our, our third coach in, in the past, you know, I don't know, I guess like 35, 36 months, something like that. So I've heard it. Um, I just, I just need to see it. <laughs> right. Right. And <clears throat> I mean, we could go on and on about, uh, Jeff Scott's demise when it comes to recruiting on just focusing on the transfer portal. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, like you said, I mean, coach Golish is saying all the right things by wanting to keep the homegrown talent there, but you still got to do it at the end of the day too. Yeah, it, it's tough. Um, you know, it's, you're competing, you got FAU moving up to the AAC next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, that's another team that, you know, you got to keep an eye out for. Um, it's going to be uh, interesting because, you know, um, no one's immune to the transfer portal. Uh, no team is. Um, and, uh, you know, I've just seen today even, um, you know, Central Florida, some of their top players are also hitting the transfer portal. Yep. Um, so no, no team is immune to it. Um, but I think you have to use the portal to, to you have to use it as as a you know kind of adding in talent right. without relying on it right um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see um, I, I personally think the first recruiting class uh, for for Alec Dolich, I, I think it, it is going to be portal heavy absolutely um, and I think that's going to be pure out of necessity right um, you know it's already December. Um, early signing the days on the 21st. So I, I think it's, it, it will be. Um, but I think that second recruiting class, uh, definitely we're going to see as he made connections with high school coaches, is it resonating with high school kids, et cetera. So um, I just I just hope that uh, the, the, uh, the kids that we hit in the portal, I would like to see a lot of them that were former, you know, kids around around here come back home and play for home for, for, for their hometown team. Like you said, that that first class, it almost has to be portal-wise for, like you said, I mean, he just doesn't have enough time. But then at the same time, too, I mean, the, going 1-11, and 11, I mean, you do need that talent influx quickly. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the portal, it's, you know, it's like the NFL free agency. Yeah. Um, uh, there's NFL teams that will will hit the free agency heavy, and um, you know I've seen it with the Bucks many of years, and, and it doesn't pan out mm-hmm. um, for for you know whatever reason. And sometimes you know kids are on the portal for all sorts of reasons. Um, right. Some you know not you know they need a fresh start. Some you know they something happened. They got in trouble. Who you know all sorts of reasons. So. Um, you get you got to hit it um you got to find the the right kids and that fit whatever you know scheme that you're 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 uh, gonna bring in whatever um you know that i guess you know fits uh, golich's uh, culture that he's going to bring into to the team and um he talks you know that i guess the one buzzword that i keep hearing about him is he's a hard worker 
um, I, I saw our local newspaper uh, guy. He said that uh, it, it reminds him of, and I, I, I thought it was, personally it's, it's not a great comparison because you talk about, to me, the, the best coach that we've ever had. He built the program, but he said that it, people were saying it remind, they remind him of Jim Levitt because of how, how a hard worker he is, a blue-collar type of guy. Um, Etc. But I think um, I had a little issue with that tweet because we got we got to pump the brakes on that comparison just yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you gotta give that one time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give it a little bit more time. I mean, uh, you got one guy that that literally built it and worked in the trailer and, and uh, should have now, a statue. <laughs> I mean, you got a twenty-two million dollar practice facility, a new locker room, so. Um, Let's let's pump that little praise a little bit on that. Right, right. <laughs> well, I, I I talking about the transfer portal a little bit here, and I asked a couple anybody to comment with questions, and there were some people asking about how quickly uh, you or I may think USF can turn it around based off the transfer portal, and uh, I I guess I, I'll let you go first with that to hear your thoughts. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess there's, you know, two, I would say I have two hats on that one. Um, as a, I guess as a fan, um, I, I don't see why with the schedule, why we, you know, we, we, we can't get to six wins. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors involved. I, you know, it's, I don't even know who, who we're signing and, and all that, um, but I always go back to, to to the belief that a team in Tampa Bay should not have an issue reaching six wins uh, year in and year out. I just don't see how how that is, you know, not it, it, to me that that should be the bare minimum for this school. Right. A lot of lot of factors involved with that, you know, coaching hits and misses and and, and just things like that, but. Um, next year, uh, being realistic, man, schedule is easier. Um, you know, at, at home, uh, we got Rice, we got FAU, Charlotte and Temple at home. So shapes up better. (laughs) I mean, those are all winnable games at home, I believe. Right. Um, you got, uh, Texas, San Antonio on the road, Memphis, UAB and Navy. So, um, you know, that, that's a little bit different. Texas San Antonio, quality team. Um, were, were they number 24 to finish up the final ranking? Yep, yep. So, um, uh, Memphis, uh, I think they went 6-6 six and six this year. Um, UAB, uh, I, I got, I'm glad we're not UAB. I'm glad, you know, Trent Dilfer played here, but I'm glad he's not my coach. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out for UAB, but right, um, not a fan and then, myself. And then, <laughs> you know, Navy just—I mean, it doesn't matter. They could be having a down year. That offense that they run is going to give you a challenge. So yeah. um, the away schedule is a little different, but um, FAMU at home, um, Western Kentucky to open up a season on the road, quality team, um, and then we got Alabama at home. Um, hopefully, you know. We can hang with them for a quarter or two. And then um, intriguing matchup, um, 
you know, I, you know, obviously for for yourself, uh, being a writer for for I think as rivals for UConn, right? Yep, I, I write yep. for rivals UConn. I, I do I do a lot for UConn. <laughs> yeah, um, and then you know I, I just think it's I think it's an intriguing matchup because it, it I, I won't call it like a benchmark game, but it, it's it's it, it's an intriguing matchup to me. Uh, former conference opponents from Big East, ACC or AAC, um, and, and the turnaround, quick turnaround that that UConn had this year. Um, and I, I, I just think it'd be a kind of intriguing benchmark where where we're at. Um, uh, it's it, the game's October twenty first, so um, kind of middle of the season. Intriguing to me. <clears throat> well, you and I have talked about that a lot. And I mean, you know, for me, that's the game. One of the games I'm looking at, of course, for many reasons. I mean, obviously, I work with UConn a lot, so I'm following everything they do very closely. <clears throat> but I, I also think that that's a, like you said, a, I think that's a big game for USF because I think it's a, t- a program that USF can look at and say, why can't we do what they did in year one? Because you've already mentioned all the all the resources and everything that USF has, let alone you're in Tampa, there's no reason that they can't do that. So I, I think I, that game is very, very intriguing to me just because I think it can be one of those barometer games for the Bulls to say, okay, where are we in year one comparative to UConn year two could be pretty darn good because their schedule sets up very well for them and everything. And they have a ton of guys coming back. So it'll, it'll be that that's going to be a good UConn team that the bulls are facing there. But I think it's a really good, like you were saying, measuring stick game for USF. I I think that one's a, a a really good game to look at, but to go back to the portal thing, I mean, obviously Tampa and USF can be a great destination for portal guys, but we we did talk about the academic aspect at USF, so I, I think that that could play a role into some of the portal uh, acquisitions that they make because obviously not every guy is just going to be able to go to USF. It, it, it actually happened... So um, last season, um, Clyde Pender Jr. Um, he was uh, at North. It's kind of weird because uh, I guess UNC and they they've, they've always had some issues. I guess at their football academic. Yeah, but, that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he was at UNC. Um, he went to Armory High School. Uh, I mean, literally probably about fifteen minutes from USF. Um, you know, multiple uh, state championship school, Armory High School. Um, came back and, um, you know, was going to be huge, huge uh, addition along the defensive line. And then, man, it was very close to the season. Um, we find out it was uh, the Harvard on the Hillsville struck again. And, oh, and man. He, he didn't make a mission. Um, and and that, that was a big blow. Um, and um, kind of uh, same thing, um, James Ash, um, he was at uh, Wake Forest, um, which you think would, would not be a problem. But, yeah, you wouldn't um, think that would be. Right? Um, but I guess there are some issues along 
along those lines, and, and then um, uh, I guess he ended up at AMU. But um, I mean, yeah, yeah, it 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 it, ha- it has happened. It continues to happen, and um, you know, I guess the you know the coach and, and the staff. I, I guess you got to be aware of that. You got to you know. Um, you know, to cross your T's and dot your, you know, all, all that stuff. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, uh, Clyde Pinder, James Ash uh, could have made a difference this year, and um, we didn't have them. And, and I'm all for those standards. I think that's fantastic. I don't, I don't think that they should just pull a. I don't want to say Notre Dame does this, but I, I feel like there's certain situations where they let certain guys in there, but. Not to call anyone out, but I, I, I think I, I'm all for those standards and everything. But like you said, as a coach, you you got to make sure you're doing it right because then it just looks bad for those kids. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's dis- also it's you know it's disheartening and and you know it's it's a player that two players that that we desperately needed mm-hmm. uh, to, to, along the defensive line and. Um, you know, here we are, game one, and, and two players we, we were counting on and, and we're going to play, uh, I, I would probably assume start, <laughs> um, play tremendous roles, and, and, and they're not there. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, I, you know, as I was saying, the, 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 the portal giveth and the portal taketh for sure. Right. Um, in, in all aspects of, of um of college football and, and you know breaking down for sure admissions there yet uh you know uh, the 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 usf they they've they prided uh themselves on um emissions and and the quality of education um it's 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 you know you got florida i would say you know premier education wise in the state of florida and then uh usf and florida state um you know, neck and neck in terms of public. Um, you know, obviously you got Miami down at private, but it's kind of a different story with, you know, a private entity. But, right. um, you know, USF and Florida State kind of neck and neck there. And then, um, you know, everyone else, you know, a little, you know, knocked below. Uh, Central Florida, they're, they're, you know, knocked below. Um, not, not, I'm not you know, biased, but facts, <laughs> facts showed up, you know, back my, my bias, my bias up, but, um, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta be careful. You, you, you gotta do your research, um, you know, on the, on the portal kids. That's, you know, um, kind of when, you know, you get a high school kid, um, you know, you talk to the high school coach, you know, get the feeling about them, recruit them, um, you know, definitely get to know their, their, their family, their parents and, and their siblings. And, and then you kind of, you get them in the program and, and you develop them, you mold them and, you know, sometimes with the portal kids, they, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Prime said, he's coming with baggage. Sometimes, you know, portal kids come with a little baggage, yep. too. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Here, here's a good one I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts on. Uh, like, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but there were there were lots of comments about Golish's lack of play calling at Tennessee. Um, what is the level of concern uh, for USF fans uh, and maybe his ability to call the game and, and just kind of heading into heading into next season. Well, I guess that's twofold. So, you know, the night, you know, it came out, 
I would say that was one of the the biggest hesitations because uh, you know if we go back to you know Jeff Scott he, he was he was co coordinator with uh, Tony Elliott there yep um, so you know initial you know reports you know he, he didn't really call the plays he wasn't sold you know etc um, and so that now they're saying that he he called all the plays um, I think Michael Kelly heard everyone on on social media um saying that um because he made it pretty solid and point of emphasis he he, he like it was point blank um he said he called the plays he was responsible for for calling the plays um so i guess that was um you know kind of relief um mm-hmm. on many fans um and and things i've seen from uh, tennis D fans. Um, one of the comments that kind of stuck out to me, uh, uh, Tennessee fan said, we were very skeptical at the beginning, but just trust me, everything will be okay. He's really good. And I, was, I thought that was funny. And, and, um, cause that's uh, how you feel. Was <laughs> interesting point. <clears throat> I, I thought that the best comment for me was from Hen uh, and hooker. Just mm-hmm. uh, what he said about him. I mean, I think when the players say stuff like that, like the things that he was saying about Coach Golish, I think that's all I need to hear personally. You can't you 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 can't mask what players feel and what they say about the program. So um, he's talked about that a lot. He said he said our best recruiters are going to be our players, right? Um, and um, yeah, you, you can't mask their feelings, and they're they're going to tell the recruits what they what they feel. And um, I mean, this day and age, <laughs> if they're not feeling it, they're they're going to hit that portal. They're, they're sure. gone quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I guess that to to go back and 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 to uh, kind of wrap up, you, you're talking about you know expectations for next year. Um, you know, it, it goes with the with the portal and, and signing day and, and finishing the staff. It's it's hard to put. I couldn't even think about putting a number on it. Um, but I, I mean, even even you know, I said I said the home schedule was easier. Um, uh, but you know, Rice they made a bowl game this year. Yeah. Um, uh, Temple they got a you know a, a, a rising quarterback. Yeah. Uh, prospects. Um, and. You know, a lot of times your, your team, if you got if you got a quarterback, um, you know, other things will fall in place. So, so that may be a, you know, turning point for for Temple, Charlotte. Uh, kind of in our area, I mean, their defense was just as bad as ours, but I guess the only difference, I mean, our, we lost some aspects of our offense for sure, but um, you know, transfers and graduation and whatnot. But our offense was was very good um top 50 um so you know charlotte didn't have that aspect of it right um and then um you know fau you know i guess you know <laughs> i don't i you know yeah, it's a little bit of a joke here but the pictures i've seen is, is that actually tom herman uh, he looks very different from what I remember Tom Herman looking <laughs> I, like. So I don't know if that's actually Tom Herman, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I thought the same thing myself. <laughs> that's like, he's, 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 I don't know if that's him, but. Uh, <laughs> They're telling us it is, so we just got to roll with it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so um, it's going to be an interesting uh, early signing day. Um, And then, you know, back on, I I think we we may be uh, more loaded on on that February 1st signing day um, than on on December 21st. It's obviously, I mean, it's, you know, time time is of the essence. So um, kind of patience, February 1st may be the big day. Um, for for you know for our class, but um, man, our classes we we uh, a team here in Tampa shouldn't have you know ninetieth ranked class, eighty ninth, et cetera. Right, it, it just shouldn't happen. Absolutely, and I I got two more topics I want to hit on before before we conclude. One of the other questions somebody asked was, uh, being a G five program as far as the transfer portal and the better players leaving just to go to the P5 level. And and if it's going to create more of a separation than what there already is between the P5 and G5 schools. I mean, I think there is something to be said about that. But at the same time, if, if you have the right coach, you're going to keep your guys too. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree on that. Um, and it is, it's going to happen. I mean, Jimmy Horn, uh, you know, it could have, you know, his coach got, the coach that recruited him, you know, was, was fired. Um, so could have had a part of it or all sorts of factors. But just as you said, it, it's going to come down to, to that coach and that the relationship, not, not only the head coach, I mean, you can probably, you know, as a former coach yourself, but you can probably talk about this. I, I think the connection the bigger connection is is that position coach with those right. position players. Um, is it going to create a bigger gap? I don't think the transfer portal is. I think what may create a bigger gap is whether or not your, your NIL uh, collective that you have. Yes. I think that would make create the bigger gap rather than the portal. I couldn't agree more with that. I think that's when it comes to creating the gap, that's more of an issue than anything else. And then the bias that is that is out there for, I mean, we see it in the college football playoff rankings, the bias that's out there, um, that y- there's only so much you can do about that. People are going to have their biases towards certain teams, I guess. <clears throat> but I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, NIL is what's going to cause the gap because if you have a ton of money and you can bring in the guys, that's what's going to get you those guys. Um, but you're exactly right. The relationship aspect is what's going to really set everything apart. I mean, we hear it all the time from different schools about the relationship that players have with their position coach because that's who they spend most of their time with is the position coach, the offensive or defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, whichever side of the ball they're on. That's who they're spending their time with. The head coach, I mean, they'll see them, but it's they don't see them terribly often i mean they're out doing all kinds of different things let alone coaching the team too so it's uh yeah that having those position coaches that you trust and that are building those right relationships is what's going to make and break your team 100 percent, and i i think with the with the with the portal also is is you know, it's, it's, it's NFL free agency. You, you can yeah. kind of go out and, and find a guy, you know, you know, Jimmy Horn left. So I, I think you can go out and you can find a guy to come in, 
you know, next year to fill those shoes through the portal. That, that's right. you know, kind of what we talked about. Use the portal, you know, as, as that to, to, you know, you know, to, to replenish, you know, and not, not to fulfill your roster. And, right. and I think that um, is a great way to do that, to add some, some key pieces that you need. So uh, another thing that I'd point out to that, you know, is going to create a bigger gap once the college football playoff expands to 12 teams, you know, you're, you're going to have a great chance. The, the winner of the, the AAC is going to have a great chance to be one of those 12 teams in there. Right, right. Um, so a huge selling point um, to, to, to any kid. I mean, you know, why go, why go to, uh, you know, a low-tier P5 school that has a chance of probably never winning a conference championship um, and not seeing much of playing time rather than stay home see playing time and have a chance to make the college football playoff. Right. Why, why go to Iowa state and finish last in the big 12 when you could go to USF and like you said, win the AAC. Yeah. And, and be one of those 12 teams you, you alluded to, we're going to, you, you know, the, 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 the ranking bias could come into play, but, um, you know, with it expanding to 12, um, you know, AAC is going to take a little bit of hit, losing. You know, some of the schools going to the Big Twelve, uh, but but I still, you know, I still think that it's going to be one of the top, um, you know, term you know, using now G five conferences. Um, you know, you got um, you know Sun Belt has some some quality teams, and the Mountain West does. Um, but, but I think the winner of the AAC um, and, and and the out of conference schedule that um, you know we play. In, I think it can help. I mean, looking ahead, you know, to 2024, I mean, we have, uh, you know, we got Louisville and, and NC State at home. So um, you have chances to, to build your resume for sure. And, and if we're going to be talking about that bias a little bit, I think a program like USF from the G5 perspective can can do well with that bias because they're in the South. And I, and I think we, we've seen the SEC schools with the bias that there is there. <clears throat> if there might be, some of those people might lean towards USF being in the South. I, I don't know if there's something to that maybe, or I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but I guess it doesn't matter either. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, there is, because how much do you trust, um, you know, that, that committee member? Do you think they're really staying up to watch the Mountain West Conference after dark, are they really studying right, those right. teams? Um, I think I think it does play play a role into it for sure. It, it, the last topic I want to discuss is something you and I have discussed at length many times, and it goes to the conference shift. Um, and I think you know exactly where I'm going with this. <clears throat> is the there's always the talks of USF moving up. And, and they have the perfect, they have everything that the ACC could ever want. Um, I myself have, have talked on Twitter many times and on my podcast here many times that I think USF and UConn are perfect fits um, when it comes to joining the ACC. Uh, academically, they just fit exactly what the ACC wants. The market of Tampa is huge. Um, 
I, I just think it it would make perfect sense. Now, if Florida State's still in the ACC, I could see them saying, oh, heavens no. But <laughs> if I don't want to talk too much about conference realignment, but I just think that there there's a definite blueprint for USF to make that happen. Yeah, it's um, that they're, they're, the academics check. Um, you know, facilities once once the on campus uh, stadium get, is built, there. <laughs> uh, check. Um, I mean, they they've done tremendous uh, upgrades uh, on you know facilities. You know, we talk about the indoor performance uh, facility, obviously huge, but just other things that they've. Um, you know, upgraded, um, uh, you know, n- new uh, inside the Selman Center, just this new hydro pool, just there's all sorts of things that, you know, the, the average person may not see, but, but these facilities are, 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 they're across the board, just improvement all, all around it. Um, new uh, baseball weightlifting room, just, just you know, those, those touches that, that make a huge difference. Um, they're, they're finally investing in athletics. Um and it, for sure, uh, and even some of the hires that uh, Michael Kelly has made inside athletics, um, that the one thing that they all have in common is uh, they all have they all come from the ACC. Um, you know, uh, he made a hire for uh, uh, women's and men's basketball to oversee operations, and um, he came up from high ups in the a- 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 ACC. So um, definitely. Definitely the uh, the long term goal, um, but unless uh, you have consistent with number one, you have to have consistent winning from, from right. football. Yeah, um, basketball. Um, you know, we, we made it into the Big East with with, with our basketball team. So if if you can have consistent winning from football, it can you know kind of mask a mediocrity uh, in basketball. But right. Um, that you know, like you said, the blueprint is there, um, and, and I know, you know, if if the invitation, you know, was to go to the Big Twelve, would I have accepted it? For sure, a lot of money there, hundred um, percent. Am I okay with not sending, um, you know, our basketball team, our, our um, you know, you know, our baseball team, softball team, um, soccer teams? traveling out to, to, to all the schools in the big 12 yes I, I'm glad I'm glad we're, we're not going to have to do that um, you know it's easy for me to say I didn't, we didn't get the invitation there but um, hopefully it works out in the end where uh, I'd much rather have whatever rivals like you said Florida State probably would put you know they don't want anything to do with it but I'd much rather you know making travels to, to Georgia Tech and you know, NC State and, and, and Wake Forest and things like that rather than going out to Ames, Iowa. Right, right. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like oh. you said, I mean, it boils down to you got to win. And until you do that, it, it's not really worth us talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's, they, it, they, they got to turn around. But, I mean, there's teams that have done it. I mean, yep. Tulane. You know, conference champions last year, two, two and ten. I mean, yep. UConn, they, they didn't even play football for an entire year. Yep. And and, and they're heading down to Myrtle Beach. They're yep. going to have a great all-time. <laughs> yeah. More power to them. So, 
Um, you know, it, it, don't, don't tell me, you know, I, I hate the thing. I'll be paid. I don't, I don't think you have to be, you got, you got, you got the portal. You, you can get it. Um, but you know, I, I'm hoping, um, yeah, Alex, I'm hoping he's a guy. I really am. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, to conclude this, I, myself, like you, I mean, we talked, I, I was, I was skeptical too, mm-hmm. but I mean, the stuff I'm hearing, uh, from former players, the stuff that, that the administration at USF is saying, the stuff that Alex Golish himself is saying, I'm being swayed. I, I think, of course, time will tell obviously, but I, I, I think, I think they might, might've, might've got this one right. Maybe. Yeah. They have to. And then and, <laughs> and, and, and if you can get Florida athletes, Playing that offense that he runs, yep. and that's not that's not going to be boring at all. No, <laughs> that nope. will be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if you if you can have a defense that you know they don't have to be lights to help, but right. if they can be competitive uh, with that offense. Um, I mean, th- th- there's 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 no reason why we why we shouldn't be competing for conference championships uh, championships in the AAC um, w- with the teams that we're we're adding. Um, and nothing to slight, and and obviously I have no leg to stand on because we we have not been <laughs> a quality team for for quite some time. But um, you know, there, there shouldn't be any reason why we're not being uh, a Charlotte or a Rice, um, you know, teams like that. Um, right. It, it just it just it it we we should not only compete but we should beat. Um, it, it's just how it, how it how I believe it should be. And, and just with the, the metrics that we have built up for sure. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, uh, that that's going to bring us to the end of the show today. And I really, really appreciate you coming out with me tonight, James. No, I, I appreciate you having me on. And, and, and I guess, uh, spilling, let me spew some gospel about USF. I, I appreciate your positivity about the program, even when it's, when it's low and, 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 um, let me, um, you know, talk about it. And it's a passion of mine. I, I just, um, man, I, I, I want, um, my daughter wasn't born. My son, uh, I mean, I forget how old he was, but he was able to go to a, a bowl game. We were in the Miami beach bowl. We played Western, uh, Western Kentucky, uh, uh, with, uh, when we, um, Taggart was coaching. Um, I just want to take, I want to take, I want to take the entire family. My son has, he had, so many questions, you know, we, we watched the, the, the two lane game in the championship and he was like, what's the cotton bowl? Is that a really big bowl? I said, yes, yes, it is. I'd love to go to it. It's a big deal. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want, I, I want, I just, we, we, I need to experience that again. Um, and, and, um, um, I, I actually misspoke. I, I said in my, he did go to the Miami beach bowl. He was, he was a little bit, we went to, um, the Gasparilla bowl when strong uh, was here and we played Marshall um, and it was, uh, he made that bowl game, but it wasn't a great experience. The loss pouring down the rain and wasn't, wasn't a big bowl game, but I, I, I you know, long story short, I appreciate you having me on and, and the positivity and we got to meet up, whether it's um, in Tampa or, or up in, um, um, you know, for the Yukon game, we got, we definitely got to meet up for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. 
Well, again, thanks to everybody who tunes in. Uh, God bless you guys. I, I appreciate everything that you guys do for me, the support you guys give me. Um, uh, as always, like I said, just thank you. Have a good night. God bless.